Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my gold putting co-host, Chris Ronan. What's up, everyone? How are we doing today? Good. It's going to be a weird episode. You're going to be the one talking this entire yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm in charge now. Yep. He's finally in charge. 38 episodes Hooper later, he's the finally boat. dropped. Yep. This this guy right here. He's he's the one in charge tonight. You get to see me get up, just take a, leave. Take a piss. Just take a piss, leave for 10 minutes at a time, and, you know, just enjoy it. Just enjoy Chris's face tonight. You know, that's it. Uh, while we're here, I'd like to inform the listeners that I am going to have one beer tonight, which means I will have to take two shots. Yeah! Um, per epi- per last episode. Yeah, but I, I did do very well in not drinking this week. I had uh, a beer Saturday, which doesn't really didn't really count to me because I was drinking Friday count. night anyways. And then one of my accounts asked me to have a beer with them for like in honor of the wedding that right just just had. So right, that, those, like, yeah, don't, those don't right. count. Those yeah. don't count. So I've been I've been holding out pretty well. So a little truly mango lemonade for right. today. He's doing yeah. really well. You know, no no judgment over here. You're doing really well. Uh, but yeah, the weekends for me is when I drink now because I got to be up at four in the morning every morning. So it's just like I can't drink throughout the week. So yeah, fuck that. Um, so these, how's your Guinness, these, dude? This Guinness is bomb. I haven't had Guinness in forever because I like it on tap. And now with COVID and shit, everything's closed down. I haven't really gone to a bar in. Well, they're all open. You just haven't gotten out there, right? You just don't want to get out there. Yeah, I just don't really want to go to yeah, the bar. That's fair. You know? I understand. But this is bomb. Uh, do you want to explain to them the uh, the nitro? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a nitrogen ball that's inside of the Guinness cans. Uh, anyone that hasn't had a Guinness in a can, it's called Guinness Pub Draft because it pours like a draft beer. There's a little nitrogen ball in there that when you crack the seal, the oxygen activates it and it pours like a draft beer. And as you know with Guinness, it like settles like this. So it looks like you poured it right out of the draft. And so it tastes good. like it too, right? So good. I'm not a beer guy. Even before this, I wasn't a beer guy. But Guinness, I think Guinness was one of the only, maybe there might have been another one, but I feel like Guinness was definitely one of the only beers that like I liked, but it only had to be on tap. And when I looked at the can, I was like, no, it's, you know. I think last time I had it on the can, it must have been the one without the nitrogen or nitrous one, and it wasn't good. So that's why I just preferred tap. But now that this can that you gave me had, had it, oh, my God, this is so good. Yeah, I don't think the bottles have it. They they might, but I'm pretty sure it's just the cans. Yeah. Oof. It's worth it. Yeah. I, honestly, I think Guinness is like, it's obviously an acquired taste for new drinkers, but I think it's honestly like the best all-around beer ever, ever made. It's heavy. It's light. You think so? Yeah. It, it, tastes, I think after, it tastes dark, but you, you have one and you're not like- I don't know, man. I feel like after like one, you're like, eh, okay, I just it's only, it's only, I think, 102 calories, which is only like six more than a light beer. Really? Yeah. They, that was it. their big marketing campaign last summer, I believe. It was like uh, dark but not heavy was like the main slogan of it. Interesting. Learn something new today. But I would not drink uh, Guinness on a beach like in the summertime. No, like, fuck no. 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 This isn't, this isn't There's a time day. and a place in my opinion. <laughs> you know? And that is not the time or place. All right, buddy. All you right. Ready to, so uh, get the ball rolling do here? Do you want to get the ball rolling? I'm all over it. Oh, my God. We're right, going to hear your voice. Let's talk about our second favorite goalie this week, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Second favorite? Who's your first? No, you're first. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know who we're talking about here? Yeah, I see who you're talking are we gonna about. You're going to say his name? No, no you talk about him. No. Yeah. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. And now, wait, who do you think I'm talking about? Oh, I know I'm talking about Mark Andre Fleury, but no. I know you're talking no, about. No, I'm not. Who's my first then? Who do you think? Oh, Rick DiPietro. Yeah, there, there it is. There bing, 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 DiPietro alarm goes off. <laughs> uh, Henrik Lundqvist announces his retirement from uh, professional hockey. 39 year old announced his retirement today at Fralunda HC, the Swedish hockey club he played for prior to entering the NHL and played for New York in 2005. He was a seventh round pick, 205th overall by the New York Rangers in 2000, where he played 15 seasons. He has the most wins with 449, 
Mike Richter being second with 301 for the Rangers. And the most shutouts with uh, 64 and Ed Giacomin. I don't know how to say his name. Giacomin. Giacomin uh, being second with 49 in Rangers franchise history. He won the Vesna in 2012, is a five-times NHL All-Star, and won Olympic gold with Sweden in 06. Feel free to jump in whenever you want to cut me off with something. I was going to say, what a fucking leg. Like, you keep talking, you're like, wow, holy shit. Stuff he's done. Yeah. 148 more wins than the next best Rangers, or next most winningest Rangers goaltender. Right, right. Uh, He retires with a record of 459, 310, and 96 in 887 career NHL games. With a .918 save percentage and 2.43 GAA career average. 15-year average, and you have that good of an average? That's, yeah, that is impressive. And the Rangers weren't always, like, a great team in front of him either. No. You know what I mean? No, they have no, those no. numbers with, I don't know, what I would assume. He had his No run- cups. They he- had a couple playoff runs. Right. But. I think the worst was they had the Stanley Cup run back in 2015, was it? And Alec Martinez getting that overtime winner to win the Cup for L.A. I still remember... Being in my bed watching that and just feeling bad for long. like there's a um, there's a net cam footage on YouTube of the whole thing. So just like Lundqvist gets it with the right pad and Alec Mart- it goes right to Alec mm. Martinez Gates uh, sorry stick where he throws it in the net and you just see Lundqvist just like Collapse. deflate yeah. on the ice. You're like God, I I can only imagine like how he felt. That- like he got so close to the cup. And just like you that know, Kings it. team was a fucking wrecking ball, though. I think they maybe lost like three games that entire playoff. Something run, like that. Something yeah. small. That's when the Kings were just like, you know. Overtime winner, too. That's so sick. That's that, right. That like, gives me chills. Yep. Overtime winner to win the cup. Oh, yeah. That's why Alec, uh, Alec, Martinez, Alec Martinez is getting paid. Oh, yeah. You know? So, in an interview with the New York Post, Lunk was said, quote, I was hoping to be 100% by this time, but I was told inflammation takes a long time to correct, and with medication, I might be out of the woods, but it w- could be another full year before I would be 100%. I came to the conclusion that there are too many unknowns and too much risk for not enough reward for me to keep playing. Unfortunate. I kind of called it last year. Remember when we were like, oh, can't wait to see him back on the ice. Like, dude, he just had heart surgery. Like, he shouldn't come back is what I was thinking. There was was hope there. Yeah, because he was practicing and stuff. hope, but, you know, now that this is coming up. He just wanted to scam the caps out of money, basically. (laughs) Free seven fifty. That's what you said at least five yeah. times. Though he did though. You got away with it, dude. Savage. Now that the season's <laughs> over, he's like, oh, I guess I'm not gonna oh, make it back. God. You know, I have a chest pain, so I'm gonna <laughs> come back. Henrik also came out and said he was suffering chest pain during workouts with too much exertion. Mm-hmm. The New York Rangers will be retiring his number thirty this season. Cheers to an amazing career in the NHL and with the New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. King Henrik has definitely left definitely left a mark in the league. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. then uh, did you see today Luongo tweeted to Lundqvist saying two goats no cut podcast. <laughs> This podcast is gone after yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're taking our market here. <laughs> Shit. I'd, I'd tune in. I'd tune in. I know that um, Luongo's, like, hilarious on Twitter, but he's super against, like, being out there and, like, on show talk shows, podcasts, things like that. So, like, I don't think it's actually going to happen. No, like, I know Spittin' no. Chicklets has been chasing him for a long time, mm-hmm. but, like, he's he's hilarious. He's just so funny. Hank is too much of, like, a gentleman kind of guy, you know? I don't think he'd be on a podcast just, like... I could see him doing it, but it would be a very tight podcast. Right. Like, he wouldn't be, like, letting, like, loose He wouldn't sink. be... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It would just be, like, oh, just very professional, yeah. I would say. Like, nothing, like, that happened in the locker room, no nothing, so... Dude, no, it's kind of interesting. I wonder if we'll see him behind the desk with, like, like a Kevin Weeks kind of position. Oh, like, you think they're so? kind of equitable, don't you think? Like... Like That'd M- be kind of cool. Not MECSN now, but like ESPN? maybe ESPN. I think they've already set their roster, but like, God, e- you even see like this and even think, like an announcer uh, for the Rangers or something. Right. Like, yeah, that'd be cool, dude. Hank, oh my God, dude. For, Hank from like the beginning was just like 
the face of Sweden. He's man. a man like, rocket. He's just too. a man. Like, you know, I look at him and be like, wow, this is what a man is supposed to look like. You get the flow going on, like style. Nice little little style, like the perfect, like you know. Uh, Perfect press tie suit. and suit, just going to, like wow. This dude like knows how to like dress, know how to look, dude. And those then there's sweets. us. And then there's <laughs> us. There's us Americans that uh, wear Japanese uh, Zelda shirts to a podcast. And, and what do you got going? Uh, rocking on? Blood Gang over here. Blood Gang over With there. The red yeah. on this whole side of the screen. <laughs> Can't dress for shit. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> All right, so staying on topic of goalies here, UC Saro signs a deal with the Preds. He signed a four-year, $20 million contract with the Predators, obviously five mil AAV. GM David Poyle says, quote, UC has proven himself as one of the best young goaltenders in the NHL, and we're very pleased to have him remain our number one goaltender for years to come. Saros is coming off of his best season in his five-year career, going 21-11-1 in 36 games, 2.28 GAA, and .927 save percentage. Finished third in save percentage among NHL goalies and fifth in GAA, and also finished sixth in Vesna Trophy voting, which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. That was a cool stat you found. Right. In the playoffs, he stopped 110 of 117 shots in back-to-back double overtime victories, which was the seventh highest combined saves in a two-game span by an NHL goalie in a regular or postseason game since 1955-1956, and set a franchise record with 58 saves in Game Four against Carolina, where they went on to win four to three in double overtime. I didn't realize how crazy his stats were this season, to be honest. I know I was talking about UC Saros and Pecorine a lot. And uh, when I was doing more research on UC Saros after the sign, I was like, holy shit, he's done, like, a lot more than I thought he did. I love UC Saros. I love him, man. Like, I'm glad he's the number one spot. I think I think playing with Pecorina has really improved his game. Again, he's only been with the team for five seasons, and you're already seeing improvements. You're already seeing the GM saying, this is our number one guy. And I think with the GM saying this is the number one guy, I think Pecorino might have had that same mentality to be like, all right, I think it's time at my age to step down. You know, I've had my career. I kind of want to step down without, like, you know, any injuries now that, you know, my age is getting up there and UC Saros is now the guy. Now David Riddick is going to be backing him up. I I personally think David Riddick is going to be a solid backup for UC Saros. So uh, we're going to get, like, a, uh, what, a 1A, 1B out of him. So... You know, uh, you know. Congrats to Pecorino for retiring, and congrats to UC Saros. He definitely, er- he definitely earned this four-year, twenty million contract, in my, in my opinion. And I think, like you said, the biggest takeaway out of this is uh, even like, fuck, I gotta stop doing that. I tell you all the time, like when I'm editing, look at my arm. It's all right. You can sit like that. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I don't like it. See, look at my arm right here. I look too fucking... Chicken wing? Chicken wing. Yep. <laughs> Gotta stop that. Gotta stop that. If you guys see that, you know, it's a shot every time. All right, keep going. Sorry. All right, so uh, <laughs> I think, like you said, the biggest takeaway is David Poyle really getting behind him and saying he's the number one. Now, without even considering who the backup is, like whatever you're going to do, whoever you sign, it's great that before the season begins, you set the groundwork that... UC Saros is the future of the organization going forward, and this right. is who we're backing. So right. I thought that was awesome to see. That's awesome. Um, I think that if they had a better team in front of them, like Nashville really struggled, and you see UC Saros' numbers were really good. If they, I don't know, got things together and, like, clicked better, these guys could have won the Bill Masterton that Flurry and um, Leonard ended up winning this mm-hmm. year. Right. That's, that's how well the two of them right. played, I thought. Uh, there is a <laughs> – Fuck, I, I I can't remember his name for the life of me. I'll, I'll I don't want to blow him up either. But he's a um, he trains a bunch of goalies in the NHL. Actually, Trav Four Oil is I don't know if anyone knows him on YouTube. Um, did it again. Um, he trained him, and so he was talking about short goalies and how like six two plus is how you get into the NHL. 
He goes, anything lower, like, I'm literally straightforward with you. I'm like, you're not going to make it into the NHL. You're going to be like AHL, OHL at best. UC Saros being 5'11". I mean, looks small as shit compared to most goalies. But uh, I- I'm telling you, it's kind of just like wiping his ass with this whole uh, little, you know, saying there, saying, hey, 6'2 and high, you're going to be in the NHL. Whereas UC Saros be like, no, I proved myself. Like, I'm now the number one starting goalie for the Nashville Predators who have proved themselves as a playoff contending uh, a team. So, you know, you, you know, the hardy, especially for goalies too, I've, I've realized what UC Saros do is, like, no matter what your size, uh, if you can figure out how you play, you know, work your angles, know your angles, and, you know, almost play not like kind of like on your head you know you can make it into the nhl you can you can i mean you gotta have that it's becoming harder and harder like you saw back in the day the outliers of like a marty st louis the small forward the small players yeah it's It's just becoming harder and harder because they want the big body players and they want the the players that are actually ready to jump into the league day one they don't want they do want them but they're looking you for the prove players. yourself yeah. more than they're looking for the players that can right. step right into a, a role like a Kat Kaprasov, a Kale right. McCarr, an Adam Fox, um, and also when it comes to goaltending, it's all looking at size now. There's I forget the kid's name. He was selected 15th overall by Detroit, I believe, and he's like six six goalie, and he, they <laughs> say he's going to be like the next Andre Vasilevsky. Just yeah. he's huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the goalie coach you looking for Rob Liddell or is it a different guy? No, it's a different guy. Oh, okay, so it's all good. It was tough to Google, so we'll leave no, that. That's fine. But since I'm doing two of these, I figure I'll take a shot right now. Uh, so as a uh, little background, yeah, so last episode we talked about Chris, and if he drinks this episode, he's got to take two shots. But we never said when, so he's going to take the one nip now, and he's going to do the nip with me later, and well-deserving, buddy. Mr. Stacks, sour watermelon. Yeah, it feels good to actually have a drink tonight, too. Yeah. This is good. It's going to be good. It's, nice. it's going to be like normal podcast, you know? Yeah, probably have a beer. Yeah, probably yeah. have a beer each You're episode. Good. That's probably it. You're fine. All right. Just an episode. Cheers, guys. You're good. <laughs> God damn, Mr. Stack, so good. <laughs> All right, sugar water. Moving along here, <clears throat> some moves and no moves in Buffalo here. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the number one draft pick, Owen Power, making the decision to t- return and play for University of Michigan for his sophomore season. In his freshman season, he totaled three goals and 16 points in 26 games. Power already stated before the NHL draft that he preferred to go back to Michigan, so this move should really come to no surprise to the Sabres organization. Power went on to say he wanted a normal college experience that was taken away due to the pandemic, but to also go back and round out his game and play for a sold-out crowd at Yost Ice Arena in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which were the main reasons on making this decision. Um, yeah, I think that's huge for him. I forget the other two names, the, the kids' names that were going back. Oh, we just talked about this too, and it just I knew we should have wrote it down. My bad. My no, but yeah, there were three of them that were all selected in the first round. There were four players total for that total. were drafted from Michigan in like the top ten, I think. But three of them are going back to play their sophomore season. And I think good for them. Like, right. you get to develop your game more, one. And two, you had to play during, like, shitty COVID pandemic. So go enjoy yourself go and have a good college yourself. experience. Exactly. So. Which was his main goal, man. He goes, I mean, every goal, every, you know, everyone who goes to college wants that college experience, you know, especially, like, And think Michigan, about Michigan. Man. That's not, like, like a UMass Boston. That's, like, that's like one of the top schools of the in the country schools. to play in front of. And you had to, like, do fucking Zoom classes yeah. and you're like no this isn't you know what the classes are like so and still pay full price which is bogus college is a scam yeah so learn a trade so good for <laughs> own power uh i you know he's still a young kid man he wants to go back again wants to do the college experience and you know enjoy himself and he has a great you know kind of veteran mindset where he goes uh i i want to go back i want to play for a packed crowd and i want to you know 
up my game from what it is now. Like, I know I was drafted number one overall, but, like... That's going to be big shit. In reality, fill. I still need to... What's the word? I'm like, get more, like, develop. experience. Yeah. I need to d- develop more to be into the NHL. I think I talked about before how, um, like, there's... I never said college, but, like, AHL, OHL, like, it's kind of like steps. But from, like, the AHL up to NHL, you're skipping, like, fucking, like, skip six kind of steps to, like, be in that spot. Like, you see guys come from, like, the AHL to NHL, and they're just not fucking ready. Even though they'll be, like, one of the best players in the AHL, they're one of the worst in the NHL, you know. So there's a huge gap between those and uh, I think he's make, making the right decision here to you know go back to Michigan. With that said, though, uh, Michigan's going to be unbelievable to watch. Oh, yeah, again, just like last year. Yeah. Um, I think this speaks volumes for Owen Power to the professionalism that he has to tell the Buffalo organization, like, up front, I'm going back to college next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that kind of surprised me is I haven't really heard any fans that knew about this ahead of time. You know what I mean? Where Buffalo yeah, did know, but this is like know. news still. Right. Yeah. This is still news. Kind of yeah. interesting. But uh, And then the other point that I had, too, is that Buffalo can fucking wait. Like, it's fine for Owen Power to go back to college for you because yeah. we, we give him another year, one, to develop. But two, Buffalo's not going anywhere. Owen Power isn't going to, like, come in and, and flip the organization, take him from 31 up to, right. you know, a playoff contender. So right. let's let him grow and develop. Let's hope we get another high high draft pick next year and, you know, get you're, another you're, Owen Power on the blue line. You're a team that's just re doing fucking everything you got this number one draft pick that wants to go back to college and like figure things out and get better in college as an organization you'd be like do it man just you know become the player we want you to be this is why we picked you to be like one of the better players for the buffalo sabers organization i i I know i'd be all for it like you know take your time because we're in the middle right now of like maybe like a three four would you say maybe three season development for uh, Buffalo Sabres just a complete like yeah reorganization of at just least everything yeah. takes time and and you're gonna want to grow your young players and have them be a part of it so right. it's gonna take time exactly all right also here I'm gonna butcher this name Buffalo Sabres announcer Rick Jeanere announced this will be his last season calling the games. This upcoming season will be Rick's 51st season in the booth calling the games. He will announce 20 of the 82 scheduled games, all 20 at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. 20 games was a compromise with Rip, ugh, with yep. Rick and the Sabres to give him a good send-off and to also give Dan Dunleavy a larger role in his ninth season as the team's play-by-play announcer. Mm-hmm. Rick began his career in 1971, and throughout his career, he suffered undisclosed health concerns that had uh, retirement rumored and speculated, but he pushed through and kept announcing. Then on July 1st, 2014, he was diagnosed with stage 3 throat cancer, and remarkably, within four months, on November 7, 2014, he announced that his CAT scan was clear of cancer. Rick was given the Foster Hewitt Memorial Award, an award given to distinguished members of the radio and television industry who made outstanding contributions to their profession in the game, and was then inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame on November 12, 2012. So for everyone... Who's listening on the Spotify and Apple uh, to kind of give you like the example of his voice? Uh, all I can think of is Buffalo Sabres announcer. You got uh, the Mayday Mayday guy, like Mayday Mayday yeah, Mayday, yeah. and then uh, one of my favorites out there, which is kind of recent, was Robin Leonard um, when he was playing for Buffalo. He came across with this amazing glove save, and uh, what, I can't remember what he said. He goes. Um, 
He goes, what are, he goes, what a glove save. He goes, if you don't get a standing ovation, you are getting robbed. And, like, that's one of my favorite things that he said. So I can't believe he's been along for as long as 51 seasons. What? And he was doing shit before then, too, so even longer than that. When I read that, I was thinking, like, if, is there any other announcer that's more tenured than him? Like, I can't personally think of one, but I, I, I would imagine he's probably top three. Right. Right. You know, and most of these announcers that last so long have like a specific voice, and he's got this very specific voice where, like, and you also can't get too dated. Like some of those old announcers, it's like people get sick of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But like, if he if if he was like in Boston for some reason, some bar we're hanging out, and you just like randomly talking, be like, hey, I know who that. Yeah, is. I know that yeah, voice. Right? I know that voice. <laughs> I don't know what he, what he looks like, but I know that voice. <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, final news coming from Buffalo is an emoji tweet sent out by Jack Eichel. It's been a full month since we believe Jack Eichel was being traded out of Buffalo, and for a team under reconstruction, we haven't seen any move or, or news about one. Eichel wanting out of Buffalo for better medical options. Uh, Eichel's doctor is saying he needs surgery for a herniated disc, and the Sabres wanting him to get fusion surgery while Eichel wants disc replacement surgery. Fusion surgery, literally like... They fuse pieces of your spine together. It would absolutely limit his mobility oh, yeah. and his skill on the ice, I think. So right. good for Eichel standing up for right. his own, you know, medical case here. As a 24-year-old, I mean, that's – I feel like majority of these guys, majority of these players at, like, such a young age just, like, know, like, yeah. what's going hey, on. Hey, did we mention a couple episodes ago? I think it happened, like, last week or this week, the uh, billboard that the Rangers fans bought. It was a company, I think, from uh, New York. They uh, bought a billboard right outside of the Buffalo um, – arena and it's it had a picture of jack eichel and it said something about wanting out and they bought like new york rangers bought a billboard not the team but <laughs> rangers fans or someone in new york I they forget. Bought, we'll, we'll put the story up here outside they, it's literally like right outside oh, the arena and it says, i never saw that something about like can't wait to get out jack or something like that question mark <laughs> it has face on it some shit it's hilarious the you know, how many be teams right want jack eichel i know in boston here like there is such a push for like oh dude jack eichel's gonna be great on the team but there's also i thought it said something for arizona like there's a bunch of tweets for like arizona fans thinking they're gonna get him like yeah okay why not i don't know i just feel like he'd 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 wants to be on a winning team arizona coyotes are not really a winning team they're right on the cusp of playoffs. He could be the the thing that gets him over the hump. But if he's looking a cup chase, he's not going to want to go there. No, hell no. So, right. um, but anyways, about a month ago, G, uh, Sabres GM addressed the trade, saying, "quote We'd be open to a trade if there was a deal to help us improve now or later down the road. But we're not in a position where we feel we're just going to do something to just do it." Absolutely makes sense, you know. It does make sense. So, um. After those comments, um, Eichel's agents Peter Fish and Peter Donatelli fired back with a statement of their own. Uh, they said the processing, sorry, the process is not working. As previously stated, we fully anticipate, uh, sorry, we fully anticipated a trade by the start of the annual free agency period. After the agreed upon and prescribed period for a concert, sorry, conservative rehabilitation lapsed in early June of 2021. It was determined by the Sabres medical staff that a surgical procedure was required. The recommendation by Jack's independent neurosurgeon, other spine specialists consulted, and surgery Jack feels most comfortable having in order to correct a hernia disc in his neck is to proceed with artificial disc replacement surgery. A further point of concern is that our camp was initially under the impression that the Sabres specialist was in agreement with the artificial dick re- uh, sorry, disc replacement surgery. <laughs> Fucking dick brutal. replacement surgery. Dick replacement surgery. <laughs> love it. Gotta love it. Until that was no longer the case. Uh, 
<clears throat> what is being left out of the discussion is that Jack would be able to play in the NHL for the start of the season pending uh, medical clearance if he were allowed to have surgery he desired, even as of this date. Repeated requests have been made by the Sabres since early June to no avail. This process is stopping Jack from playing in the NHL, and it is not working. So if he had disc, not dick, replacement surgery, uh, he'd be playing. He'd be able to start in the next season. And because the Sabres organization is like, no, we want this, he's he wouldn't be able to do it. I'm like, I, I get it. I mean, you know, this is your body. Like, this is what you want to do to you. And the Sabres organization is like treating it like it's theirs. They're just like, no. So. <laughs> He's right. He's right in all aspects of you know, like Jack Eichel is just like all right, man. Like I'm, I'm done, man. Like hundred percent, hundred percent. Like he's been like almost like the number one guy, absolutely like, the number cap- one guy, captain, right? Too. And uh, he's just like you know, I'm sick of this losing team. They had such a rough season last season. But one he's, of the worst. he's and... not come out and said anything like that either. He's not flaming the organization. No, he's, he's not. He's trying to be as professional as possible. And I think that little emoji that he put out was just enough to be like, oh yeah, that's right, Jack Eichel's whole situation, you know. And it's bringing the fans back to being like, hey, what, Buffalo, what the fuck are you doing? No, it, it hasn't stopped all season long. And this is like he was radio silent for about a month. And seeing this tweet today, it's like. He's really airing his frustration now. Like, it, it, if you ask me, it's kind of a sign, like, Buffalo, we need to figure something out soon or I'm going to start flaming the organization. Like, something's going to happen. Here. Right, right, right. Um, that being said, like you just said, uh, training camp starting up, like, next few next weeks. Next few weeks. It's, there's nothing. So, I guess we just wait and see. But I wouldn't it's be surprised. going to be, like, a last-minute thing? I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo says, fuck it, we're not getting anything good enough for you. Like, getting what we want in, in exchange for you. So, we're not going to trade you this season. So, you're going to suit up. And he's just going to say... All fuck right, you, fuck it. You. I'll fuck around. I'll take around. this season off, and I'll, I'll get the surgery that I want. See right. you later. It's exactly. not up to you. Right, yeah. exactly. And if they Which don't I want, hope if, Jack Eichel does. Yeah. I, I honestly do. You're, you're forcing a player to play for you that doesn't want to play for you. I, I don't know how the fuck you expect 100%. Like, at uh, all. They're not forcing him to play for him when he doesn't want to play for them. He, he's he's mad with the medical decision. Well, that too, yeah. But he also but he, wants to play for a team that wins. And he's never knows. said that, no. Yeah, that's literally, that's literally that was literally in, like, the um, – uh, the webs the website uh, thing interview that I was reading. Oh well, yeah, he was sick of on a twenty game skid. That was from like mid season, but oh. he's not saying he wants out because they're losing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, moving on here, right? We're good, right? NHL approves uh, jersey advertisements for the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season. Here we go, KHL. Keith Wachtel, I don't know. Washtel. Washtel, sure. Uh, NHL's chief business officer and senior executive vice president says, "quote." We honestly believe that the overall program is worth hundreds of millions of dollars on a yearly basis, which is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. The ads have to fit a three inch by three and a half inch rectangle, and the location of the ads on the jersey is up to the team. Last season, with the ads on players' helmet, the teams received over a hundred million dollars just from that. With COVID hitting the NHL like a ton of bricks, and with the massive loss of revenue throughout the season, this is definitely a big way of getting back the money that they lost. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, I. I'm not against the helmet ads, and I'm not against the jersey ads. No, I'm not either. But I don't want to see the Max Pacioretty special in this little image we have below. <laughs> this thing is insane, dude. He is covered head to toe. He's a walking billboard. It is nuts, man. Like, it's just too much. I was telling, I was telling my girlfriend Tara this uh, when I, when I, when this first came up. I was telling Tara about this. At first, I was with the fans. I was like, "What the fuck is going?" And then I was like, "Wait a minute." This is a business. And, like, I was telling her, I'm like, you know, it's not it's not going to be that bad. But I was telling her about, like, the KHL and, like, Swedish League where it's just, like, 
yeah, they're covered head to toe. Yeah. Like you don't like, even know what the fuck team they're playing the, for. The worst one for me is that the helmet. Honestly, right. the helmet has like a big like it looks like a sticker right on the forehead. Right, are that you, one bothers me the are most. Are you playing for Progressive like insurance? Like what the fuck you like? But I, no, you look at the European soccer leagues and that's it. There's literally yeah, no it. team logo. There's no it's team logo. It's just ads. all like Emirates and shit. Yeah, like, fly just, Emirates. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I found out. I thought that was a team, and then I found out it's just it's a, Arsenal. It's yeah, fun, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. And I know that just because like that's what Arsenal wears. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's hilarious. Um. So so here they say uh, almost instantaneously, fans around the league voiced their hate for this decision. To see a Dunkin' Donuts logo next to the Boston Bruins spoke B is an eyesore from a fans fans perspective. But compare that to the Swedish league in KHL. It's really not that mm-hmm, bad. Right. It's giving the team the money that they lost throughout the season, and mm-hmm. it keeps the players on the ice and playing. People and fans oh, yeah. also need to realize it's a business and needs to be treated as such. If money can be made, you do it. Exactly. And there's no right. fans, so in the building or limited fans, whatever it's going to be, they lost like bit like I would say billions of dollars across the league. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Between all the fans not being there throughout like the pandemic. Think think about um even like the nacho sales and shit, dude. Like right. small shit, the beers, all that. So stuff. when you find out that they're going to be with this, with just having like a, a rectangle right here, like on the like, chest, like maybe? the AHL player that we have here below with the Kia logo. Right. right? He's exactly. For the Wolves. It's nothing crazy at all, and it doesn't. It's not an eyesore at all, it's and not. it's making the teams Beans again hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's bringing the money back. Into the organization, I'm all for and it, it. It eventually gets into the players' pockets because the more revenue that the league can generate, the more they can bump the salary cap up, right. and, and it becomes a competitive league to be in pay-wise compared to the NBA, NFL, MLB. Mm-hmm. And just like last season, when everyone was complaining about the ads on like the helmets, how quick did we get used to that? Pretty fucking quick. Yeah, I think sure. I, I think we all fucking forgot about it because when I was doing the. Um, uh, when I was doing typing everything up and looking everything up, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. They have ads on their helmets." Like, no, no what I did not get used to quickly of. though was what? the Honda West Division or the this. Ugh. I didn't like that. Nah, I don't like like that sponsoring the divisions, but right. yeah, like you said, business make money. Business whatever. make money. Got to do what you got to do. Um, I think that they could get a lot better. Is it confirmed that the Duncan's one will be Boston? No, nah, I just do that. Up yeah, that's though. that's a good call though. We do, do see a but lot Duncan's of Duncan's probably will be Boston because you got Pasternak and all the Bruins doing like these Dunkin' Donuts ads. Do you know who they had on their helmet? I forget, but regardless, I'd like to see like, TD, right? TD Bank. Yeah, and that's their home arena, so that, that's, that's arena. not really that blatant of an ad. Right. You know what I mean? Right, it's like exactly. That's where they play. Right. Um, what was um, – never mind. I was going to say, I was going to throw you in the spot here, but what was Vegas Golden Knights? Do you remember it at all? No. Because it's gold helmet, and I don't think you could really see what the even what the ad even was. I feel like it was like insurance or some shit like yeah, that. I feel maybe. like those companies always shell out. Yep. Uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, I threw you off there. No, you're good. Fuck, I don't remember now. Oh, oh, that's where I was going. I think um, it'd be cool to see cool brands. Like, I, I think the players should get to pick which brand they want rather than, like, whoever throws the most. It's obviously going to be whoever throws the most money. But, like, imagine, like, the Truly logo is pretty sharp looking. If right. you saw that on, like, hell yeah, on, like, even on a black with white, the black jersey white font or the white jersey black font, like, mm-hmm. just truly. Just like the know. White Claw, too. What what did we see? I, I sent you a, fo- a post on Instagram about... Uh, Ah, shit. It was something with, like, a White Claw logo on it. I'm like, damn, that looks good. Was it, like, that a... It was a golf bag that I sent you, It was you, a right? golf bag. Yeah. That's right. That was a, oh, that's what you said. Yeah. yeah. And it looks good. Some some logos just, like, look really good. Yeah. Like, no matter what and you some put look them shitty, on. like Mr. Stack's Watermelon Liquor. <laughs> that's a shitty logo. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think there's a lot of cool sponsorships and... Like the design of the logo should be considered, but it definitely won't be. And if, if they're willing, if you to make put an up, extra fifty million to take a shitty design, you if take they're it. willing to put up money to advertise themselves on like 
for I guess for like an organization organization's thinking too is like oh yeah we'll take that money that's fine oh yeah absolutely it's all about the money right all right here we go Arizona Coyotes will not play in Glendale after this season so after last season we had the last game at the Long Island Arena for the New York Islanders mm-hmm. now we'll see the last game played for the Arizona Coyotes in their barn so maybe we'll see a nice playoff run for them kind of like the Islanders surprisingly got last season right we'll see. Uh, the city of Glendale, Arizona, will not renew its operating agreement with the Coyotes after the season. This will end 18 years at the Gila Re- River Arena. Jesus. Gila. It's one L. It's Gila. 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 Sure. In a tweet made <laughs> by the city, they said they wish to increase focus on larger and more impactful events and uses of the arena. Way to tell the Coyotes organization they're not a big enough event, huh? Yeah, right? Fuck. But, I mean, it is a fact. Like, Florida was looking like that for a bit, mm-hmm. and... We'll go on here. The city hired an economic consulting firm to determine the spending habit difference between hockey attendees and concert goers and found each Coyote game drove $12,000 in sales compared to the $25,000 for concerts. Additionally, concert goers on average spend $58, which is more than double the hockey attendees spend $28. So I kind of wonder, like, $28 on average for, like, the hockey fans? Like, how cheap is it? Because you go to, like, a Bruins game. I mean, I haven't been in years, but, like, when you go to a Bruins game, you're spending, like money i usually eat before i go so i don't buy food but then the beers are 10 bucks each and if you think about it i don't really want to get up in the middle of the period so i'll get up twice and then they shut off the beer i think right after the third period starts so i really oh, only get probably, three that explains beers a line and a half and if, yeah. and if i get three beers that's 20 i mean 10 bucks each 30 bucks let's call mm-hmm. it right. so there's your average right there for me as a fan. Right. But obviously more people, like different people spend different amounts of money. Right. I think hockey is a sit down, watch, enjoy, fast paced game. And I think when you go to a concert, it's I'm going to get Relax. fucking crippled <laughs> and have like nine beers. And you buy a t-shirt that's $30 that has the tour dates. You know what I mean? I, I just think it's that makes me it's a different now. environment. That makes me want wonder now about the TD Garden. Like, I wonder what what their if they did an economic thing. I wonder what their thing would be because I feel like I see a lot of people, especially in the pro shops. So for the Bruins, the TD Garden. I don't know if the pro shop is still there. You've been there before me, but yep. there's a pro shop uh, upstairs. This is a three or four. It's like a big circle. So I think there's like four of them or five of them. And usually when you're over there, you see a lot of people spending money in there. Yeah, definitely. That that definitely drives revenue. But you also consider that Coyotes probably have one of the lowest attendance in, uh, in Fuck, did it again. in the NHL. Probably have like lowest attendance in the NHL, like down there. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit of TD Garden, what they do, they have the Celtics and the Bruins in one arena. Whereas for the NHL, you have the Coyote, the Arizona Coyotes in Glendale, and it's the Phoenix Suns, which is that's Nevada, right? Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, Phoenix, yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, they're in Phoenix, so it's two different areas. So mm-hmm. you don't have. The same thing there. And then the one job in the world I would not want, they probably make so much money, the event coordinator for TD Garden. You have to schedule 82 hockey games, 82 basketball games, and they still have concerts and shit all during the season. You think that's bad. Imagine Madison Square Garden where, like, there's, like, even more than that. It's like, holy shit. does Madison Square Garden have a basketball team? I assume, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, I would assume, yeah. But they also do, like, don't they do operas and shit in there, too? Oh, everything, yeah. Just like TD. Like, but bigger. My God, that headache must be insane. Yeah, and think about um, the size of it is probably like twice the garden. Oh God, yeah. Mm, probably maybe not for the hockey game, but for the events that they That's do. That's one of the few rinks that uh, I want to go to is Madison Square Garden to see a Rangers game, even if it's like Rangers versus the yeah. Devils. Man, I'd still want to see it. My my goal in life, like most people, like I don't know why, but they want to go see a baseball game at every MLB place. I want to go to a hockey game. Hockey game. Yeah. Right, right. I've been to. Uh, 
The only other one I've been to is the Philadelphia Flyers Arena. Yeah, you're telling me that. What about you? It's just the Bruins, right? Just the Bruins, yeah. unfortunately. And then we talked about the. They're all short drives, though. Like Vancouver you should Canucks do it. We situation. should do a trip and do, in like one long weekend, Islanders, Rangers, Devils, because they're all like right there. Right there. Actually, you know no- that would bang three out in one weekend. You know what I would love to do? Oh yeah, I guess we could do that. You know what we could do is take like a long, long weekend, go up to, to Toronto. Uh, see like a Toronto Maple Leafs game, and then come down through New York and watch. Yeah, Toronto, like, Montreal, Buffalo. Yeah, those are all that. same area, right? Yeah, but it's uh, a little, a little also. north of Buffalo. But why the hell did you see a Buffalo Sabres game? You know, just being honest. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Oh God. There we go. Glendale hoped to keep its relationship with the team and contacted the Coyotes to negotiate a longer lease, but the team declined. Uh, the most likely destination is now Tempe, Arizona. Tempe and the Coyotes, who are owned by billionaire Alex Marula, have reportedly talked about a parent. Per- potential relocation proposal since july so the coyotes used to be in scottsdale and they moved them to glendale yeah what from what i hear from people in arizona scottsdale was like way better like glendale is kind of a bitch to get to like it's just not set up right like scottsdale was sick for them i would love to see them go back there and the other snippet that we didn't include here is that the glendale arena that they were at did a year-to-year contract thing it wasn't like they were locked in ever every year they re-upped and re-upped and this year they were like Holy shit. And I bet it's COVID. I guarantee, I guarantee you it's COVID. You. Also, that was the straw that broke well, the camel's remember, back. Uh, remember at the beginning, we talked about this too in the beginning episodes. Um, that Gia Riva, Gia, Gia, Gia Arena. Gila. I'm going to look it up right now. It's Gila. I guarantee it's, you it's, it's G-I-L-A. If it's, if it's ya, it's two L's. It's Spanish, bro. Gia. I don't know. It could be Gila. Anyway, um, who's the other NHL team that um, they shared that rink with? Remember in the beginning? San Jose, the, right? San Jose. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because California was in like Ready? We're both crazy gonna be lockdown. I guarantee you we're right. I guarantee you I'm right. It's Key Arena. Gila River. Gila. Fuck! Okay. Told you. That was close. All right. Was I? No. No. <laughs> you said Gia. I said Gila. So we were both terribly wrong. Gila. All right. So we're 37 minutes in, and this is something I've been wanting to do for at least 38 episodes now. And uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take my headphones off and uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And Chris is going to be the one, you know, he's going to be the one in charge. Billy, you know. Do you actually have to pee or you're just going to go to the bathroom I to actually, go to the bathroom? I actually have to go. So, Billy, wow. you know, zoom in on Chris's face. Chris, now you're stuck uh, talking to the camera and uh, I'll be back. <clears throat> wow. All right. This is weird. Um, I'm going to talk to myself like Matt does. You know what? Actually, I'm going to get up and get a beer, too. En- enjoy the screen. Um, one little piece of update here too. Chris Pronger is having his number retired by the St. Louis Blues. Matt and I were both very surprised by this. Actually, I kind of like whenever I hear Chris Pronger's name. I'm sure a lot of fans too. We always picture him in a Flyers jersey. Maybe it's just because like we're young, we don't really know. But his career was from 1993 in the NHL from 1993 until 2012, which is a lengthy career. Put up uh 1100 games played over a thousand games that's huge 698 points 1500 penalty minutes so he has like averaging just under 1.5 penalty minutes a game so guy's a savage um first two years with the hartford whalers and then he played from 95 until 04 with the st louis blues which is actually very surprising to me he got bounced around a little bit here to the oilers and then three years with the ducks and closing out his career three years with the flyers I don't know why. I, I just have always seen him in a Flyers jersey, and that's just, like, who he is to me um, as a player. I think that he was – I think that he was, like, a main – he wasn't a main part of it, but he carried the legacy of the Broad Street Bullies and kind of, like, kept them being tough back in the day. Um, and just seeing – I don't know. 
see him retire with the Blues, it's going to be weird. I think I believe the number of 44 is a number that he wore. Um, but I don't know. Cheers to him and glad to see him retiring. So, I mean, sorry, getting his number retired. Guy earned it after all that time. So, Chris Pronger, anything for the fans? Chris I, ra- I rambled for a bit, but hopefully it's all right. It's fine. I, I was trying to make him sweat as much as possible like he does to me. You know? Yeah. He even did that with that uh, Peter Mandarino episode. Oh, oh did no. I go? No, I, I couldn't get up. No, you got up. Oh, I needed a beer. That's right. I stole your beer, too. Remember? Yeah. I was like, hey, I, I need that. <laughs> I remember doing that edit, and you were just like pointing at the beer. I was like, what? And I gave it to you, and then did you give it to Peter? <laughs> no, I drank you, it. You just drank it? And you were like, fuck, I wanted that beer. <laughs> right. It was the only thing fucking right there. Uh, I was like, I don't want to get out. And then I still got up and got a third beer. <laughs> Uh, how was it? How was it? was good. Yeah, just talked, about, just talked about Chris Pronger, seeing if you have anything to add. So Chris Pronger uh, is one of those names that you come up and right away you have a Flyers logo just like in your head popping out. Uh, Chris Pronger also, ironically too, being the Anaheim Ducks logo that comes up when you won the Stanley Cup with them back That's in right. like 2007. Uh, absolute fucking legend. Um, I, I, from what? I, can't, I don't have anything right now, but I... From a lot of plays have come out about Chris Pronger saying like what an incredible guy he is. I think it was an interview with him that he was just he was such a mature type of guy that just like you know, uh, and his head was just like he knows the new guys coming in, and he wanted to pretty much be like, hey, I've been in the league for a while. Let me train you to or show you the way of shit so that like you have a long career. Instead of like those guys are just like, no, why would I? you know teach you all this shit so yeah and it's kind of surprising to see and he came into the the league in 93 obviously he's not coming in and being that veteran presence then but the veterans when he was coming into the league were not were like what you're saying like fuck that like right go Except get the pucks new kid. so you learn you learn from that like, it, and like he, he grew and changed the game in that regard basically exactly so you know Chris Bronger is like definitely a household name, I would say, especially for the Flyers, especially for the Anaheim Ducks, maybe for a fan for who knows about the Stanley Cup. I'd say more for the St. Louis Blues, but, yeah. obviously, but that was a right. surprise to both of us. Right, exactly. So, you know, what? Uh, sorry, what was the news for uh, Chris Bronger? What, what he, he retired his number in St. Louis, number 44, I believe. Oh, I thought he was going some, wasn't he becoming, um, I know he retired his number, but I thought he was going to like management or some shit. No? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, that was, um, that was one of the goaltender. Um, oh, that's right. Development. That's right. I forget that's who right. it was. That's right. Right. I'm mixing things up here. Budai. Peter Budai. No. Peter Budai. Yeah. I don't know if it was him. Whatever. No. No, you're right. It was Peter Budai. It's coming up. But I'm glad uh, <laughs> we we ripped a bandaid off here too. I 38 episodes in. Um, now you can feel comfortable to pee. You don't have to pee in the little jug that you have underneath the desk now. Uh, I usually just piss in my pants. If we're gonna be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah. So. I was like, you know what? Chris is doing the episode tonight. Let me, 38 episodes in, let me uh, let me be the guy to get up and you be like the spotlight of the show here. Yeah, and I think I, think I did all right. The fans are probably going to fucking hate it. So ironically, and in great time, our uh, his brother, our producer, Billy, was upstairs and I was... He's looking at me weird. I was just like, yep, 38 episodes in, I'm the one that's just leaving your brother all alone in the dust. <laughs> he goes, get ready to just screenshot his face like... <laughs> so he's like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, yep, here we go. Great. So here we go. Awesome. So did we talk about Alex Killone or Austin Matthews at all? No, no, yeah. We can do all that. right. So, uh, that what? all right, yeah, go ahead. You do it. You know, no, no. you're the fan of it. You're the, you're the main. No, you have the notes. I usually chime in with shit, so it's your turn. There chime is fucking in. zero notes for this, but I thought this was funny as shit, and it happened this week. Uh, Alex Killorn, 
uh, took the Stanley Cup to the Bell Center or the actual. You know, you know what's funny as shit? It's a we, ruthless move. Ruthless one. You know what's funny as shit though? It's called the Bell Center. We call it the Bell Center, but it's actually called Center Bell. Yeah, I just, guess the it's French like Spanish. Name. Yeah, it's the same French, thing as yeah. Spanish. Like, like remember Rojo Auto? Yeah, last week I yeah. fucked that up. Yeah. But he took it to the, he took it to there and lifted the cup and I'm like what a fucking savage ass move, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, must have, they must have been talking some shit because the, the balls on him to be like I'm gonna take it to Montreal. He's probably just, from Montreal too. He's like, gotta be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so many fucking. But that NHL still is a bold move Canada, to do. Yeah. Um, I thought that was I thought that was one ballsy as shit, but also funny as shit. While we're there too, a lot of the uh, Canadian players. On the team have been uh, eating Canadian shit out of the cup. Yeah, poutine one, and then there was shrimp poutine, which I didn't even know was a thing. And then there was maple taffy, which you educated me about. Yeah, so uh, maple taffy is, uh, for a lot of Canadians, because there's nothing else to fucking do in Canada, is that you take a bunch of snow and maple syrup and put the maple syrup on the snow and it freezes it. And with, like, some kind of stick, you wrap it around and just eat it. And uh, I've tried it once. It's actually really fucking good. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's really good. Probably just tastes like frozen syrup, right? It's Yeah, it's pretty much it, but it's actually really good. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I talk shit about Canada, but I fucking, I absolutely love Canada. Like nothing... The shrimp poutine looked kind of gross. Oh, someone shrimp had scallops. Poutine looked awful. Someone had scallops, uh, mashed potatoes, and something else. If there. you're going to have poutine, have regular poutine, man. Poutine, yeah. Have regular poutine, man. It's just like... You know, you're going to have the fries, you're going to have the gravy, you got to have the cheese curds. It it's not appealing. Like it, It's so good. I if know, but if, it doesn't look good. There, it's not like an aesthetically pleasing food. There's places that are better, but if anyone is traveling to Canada, especially Toronto, I think Montreal, Montreal might have it too, maybe Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver definitely has it. This place called Smokes Poutinery, which is... I think you've talked about it before. So good. You're halfway through and you're like, I'm gonna die from like all the fucking gravy and cheese and shit, and be like, no, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll let me finish it. It's so good though. You ever had so, poutine? No, no, I want to. I want to have the real one. I don't want to like order it here if there was even anywhere no, to fuck order no. it. No, yeah, no. That so up in um, me and my girlfriend love again love Canada. We're always we're out, yeah, we're always up there. She has a bunch of friends up there that we visit, and uh, the paw socks. Well, now they're in Worcester, so woo socks. The woo socks now, yeah. But um. The Paw Sox so in, in It's Pawtucket. a minor league baseball team. Yeah. So the Paw Sox in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, they were doing like this poutine fest to get fans to come in. So we're like, oh, let's do it. So we go there and it's like, not the same. Yeah, it's the same. Like uh, you said, you had a euro. I had a euro for dinner tonight from this wicked nice uh, little Greek sub shop down here. And you're like, I had one before. It's not great. And like, I've had a bunch of euros here that are like not very good. I had one in Greece when I went back in high school. Right. But you got to get like, a, a legitimate, Legit. like, yeah, Greek one that's so I felt good. that as soon as you said it to me because... Their um, tzatziki sauce is so good. When we're in... Oh, two things. Japan, fucking the ramen there is incredible, yeah. but the ramen and here is shit. You come here shit. and it's uh, top ramen. Right. 99 cents. <laughs> and then you come here... When we're in Germany, the bratwurst there are just... Yeah. Oh, Dude, my God. I went to a German uh, beer hall in New Jersey that was oh very God. good. I, very I good. need to take a shot... If anyone's watching the YouTube, I get, I put, like, my arm just, like, I don't know if you could see it. And then the edits, I always see that, and it just aggravates me. Wait, I'm like, dude. I stop. I just realized there's, like, some German beer hall in, like, Canton or Stoughton or Walpole. We got to go. I'm, I'm down for that. We should go check it out. They open, like, next couple weeks. I, I, I'll talk to my company. Wait, they're not open yet? They literally only open for uh, 
events like all year round, but like not German events, just any kind of event. <laughs> We're going. But then they'll open for like Oktoberfest. So I'm gonna talk to my company and get We're us going. there. We're going. We're gonna take some sick videos and shit. I'm gonna like I'm literally gonna text you and go. German it's, beer. It's not gonna be the same German beer, but the German beer is still fucking. Delicious. German beer is still good. Ger- German beer, man. When I was in Germany, that beer was fucking amazing. Incredible beer. Like I understand why like Germany's Dude, got like the best we're gonna beer go. in the world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. Um, go. jumping off real quick. Uh, we were talking about this earlier this week because we were just on food, beer, all this good shit. Uh, I'm hungry now. My buddies and I were a couple of my buddies. We were gonna try and do like food challenges in the area. Remember we talked about oh, this? Oh yeah, but I think that like we should actually do that as like for the podcast Let's for do an it. episode and do one. I'm gonna suck. Like I eat so slow, and that fills you up so fast when you're trying to hammer something down. Me and my friend Matt did one this is when so i'm a big youtuber so like randy santel matt stoney like the all like the whole like uh food competition guys no idea no idea so randy santel does his own website I know joey chestnut legend. Oh, joey chestnut he it. should be on the cover of nhl 22 fuck yeah. jump into that next eating pucks yeah <laughs> uh anyway randy santel put up a has a website and it shows you each state even like north america well, Canada, North, uh, USA, of everywhere that there's a um, that he knows that there's a um, a food challenge. Oh, awesome! That's cool. So we looked it up, and in Everett, Mass, here there's this place called De Blasi's with the steak and cheese challenge. And me and my friend Matt, oh, like Charlie, or no? That's what I was talking yeah. to him about. Okay. I was like, he's not related. We're just like, oh, damn it! But um, we did it. One fucking one of the best steak and cheeses that I've ever had. Like me and my friend Matt will like randomly go out of our way just to get a steak and cheese there. And two that like he finished this the challenge, and uh, one I couldn't finish it. There was like I swear to God, like all I had to do was like get like a little claw of like steak left to put it in my mouth. I've never been to the point where just like the thought of getting that little piece of steak in my mouth would th- make like make me fucking throw up. And I want to do it. I was, was I telling you or was I telling Kyle Tommy that, like, I want to go back and do it? But we should definitely do it. Uh, now that I have the GoPro and everything, too, we should definitely do it and watch Chris fucking suffer and me throw up all over the place. So I was looking up uh, Eagles Deli in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the, like, BC Eagles little place. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Place. You've heard of this? Right, right, I've heard of them, yep. So I can't find it right now just because I started was talking it about it Was it Man vs. Food did something about that? Probably, but the one that I just saw, they're at five pounds. So every the first time that they had it, it was a pound, one pound burger patty, one pound of fries, and like yeah, that's a, right, some yeah. some something else, bacon and shit, something mm-hmm. like that. And every time that someone beats it, they are able to rename it, and they add a pound to it. That's so right. It's that's up right. to a five Man pound. Food did yeah, that, it's yeah. up to a five pound burger and five pounds fat. of fries. <laughs> Fucking insane. Five pound burger and five pounds of fries. Fuck that. I was trying to find the names Fuck of the no. shit, but I. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. No, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. I'll do the one pound one. No, I'm, one. T- I'm talking about the Everett, the DeBlasi steak oh, and cheese yeah. challenge. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely that do that. We'll set that up. But uh, Yeah, that'd be nice content, too. We'll do be... some random shit. A little, little Oktoberfest action, a little food challenge, you know? Especially with this, uh, I keep, what is it, off-season? That's just like, I mean, we're getting, like, good information here and there, but I think more content. Uh, speaking of more content, your boy finally figured out how to get it mic'd up, and I did it yesterday, so I just got to edit that. I'm mic'd up. On, uh, I did a 10-20 game yesterday, and uh, I think I got some good content for us. Uh, so I got to edit that and put that up. So uh, hopefully that comes out well and something we both can do. 
Yeah, when, you can. When do you, you play? Can bike me up and I'll play. I do. I've been doing morning skates. I skated six thirty today and I skated six a.m. on Wednesday. Okay. The six a.m. skate on Wednesday is really good. Okay, you gotta remind me because I'll, I'll swing it over the uh, the mic, the road. You gotta show me how to set it up. We'll do a practice run here and I'll I'll try and do it there. Okay, cool. It's just a little pickup, it's, but the guys are pretty good, so it'd be fun. It's easy fun content shit. It's to like watch. plug in and go. That's yeah. it. Um, and then last thing we got, you cool if we move on to the NHL twenty two cover athlete? Let's do it. It's uh, disappointing to see it the is. same athlete appear twice in three years. That's kind of sad, honestly. Like yeah. we There's have so many players. We have the the wagon that is Champa Bay going back to back on cups, and they don't get it. So wait, who did we have? We had Matthews in twenty. There was someone in twenty one, and then Matthews in twenty two. Yeah, what was twenty one? Oh, I I bought twenty one on um, online. That's why I don't know what it was. I'll look it up right now. But um, but like um, we shouldn't both look it up, bud. Yeah, you look it up. I, I, you know, Austin Matthews. You know, nothing against him, man. He's like one of the best players in the league. But like, you have so many, so, so many, many superstars, superstars in the league, man. Like, uh, I don't think Alex Ovechkin. No, he's Ovechkin NHL was seven. He was twenty one also. I oh. just looked it up. He was twenty twenty. Oh, he's on. Yeah. He was on 07 too. Yeah, so he's been on twice. So he's been on twice. There's very few. Oh no! Sorry, not Ovechkin. Sidney Crosby. He's never been on one. Yeah. Can you stop tapping the pen? Sorry, L- listeners aren't gonna like that. Um, yeah, Austin Matthews with his greasy stash, dude. I don't know. He's he's a great player, and he's probably the fan favorite in the entire league. But to put him on the the cover twice in three years, Within that's a just three like, years, man. Like, have some creativity. You could have done. You could have done better. But it's also fucking NHL, like. I was just telling yeah, you, like, e- what do they change up? It's the same yeah. game every fucking every yeah, they, year. EA is just money grubbing. I was gonna say whores, whores. but that's not really acceptable. <laughs> I just said it anyways. Um, that's all it is. Like, they want their sixty bucks every year for the same game. Make small updates. Blah blah blah. Twenty dollar game for sixty dollars. And by the, the way. glitches. Say the same company with Madden. The glitches that are coming over Madden are hilarious. Like right. the game is unplayable. Right. And it's like you took all this time to develop it. You had last year's game, and you still give me this for sixty bucks. Right. Fuck off. Like they, they need to update and become like it sounds wicked lame, but like the battle pass where. You pay 15 20 bucks and here's this season's update. Here's the update, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they should do. The money there, like, no one wants to buy these games at all. Like, 60 bucks is steep, but, it like, people don't bat an eye at 10 bucks a month now. No. So if you could get something like that going, too. I mean, I wouldn't want to pay 10 bucks a month for it. Right. But people would. But people know? would, yeah. If people see $10 a month, they're like, oh, it's not that bad, and just do it. Yeah. I don't know. EA gotta you gotta get their shit together, especially with sports games. It's the same shit over and over again. Like that, just, I, I like, like the, I said, dude. The thing that pisses me off more than anything is that all the other sports games are now available on PC, not NHL. You can get Madden, you can get 2K. I'm like, this fucking sucks. This, sucks. this is the only reason I buy a console so I can play NHL. That's why I have it on my PS4. I don't have a PS5 because I become a PC guy. But yep, I'm the same boat. <laughs> I have it downloaded, so I play that ever so often. But even when I play it, man, like you play like a game. Like I get through like a game, and, and that's I'm enough. Like, like I'm, all right, I'm, yeah, good. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. And then if I still want to fuck around, you do that like three on three shit. The threes and is then, cool. Like the threes is cool. I'll do like maybe one or two of those, and then I'm like, all right, something else. All right, time to, get I, up to go to my me, PC. Joe actually played a ton of it with me. I think it was like NHL 14. They had like uh, EASHL, like the first couple seasons of that. That was a blast because you had your own character. You like play, develop, level up your stats, and. You could just drop into games, and it was six on six. Those were, like, the best days of it, I think. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of gone to the wayside a little bit. But Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's just – it's fucking – it's it's sports games. It's bogus. It's honestly bogus. That's, that's what I would call it. I like, I, I, I like that. Bogus. You know what I was uh, – actually, 
Um, I was trying to figure out good soundtracks. Um, one of my favorite soundtracks from those. That was a nice games. knuckle crack, by the way, in the mic. You heard that? Yeah, that sounded nice. Really? Like, yeah. I was the trying to keep gonna it, like that. I was trying to keep it low, so like no that was one nice. Heard that. You put it low, but you put it like here. Oh, bitch. <laughs> no, well, I liked it. it was enjoy cool. it. Um, <laughs> so I was uh, dude NHL 07. I used to play in my PSP back in the day. Oh my god, I put hours into that yeah. game. It's one of those games that you just put hours into. Like it's it was the PSP fucking handheld NHL seven was more entertaining than NHL twenty one, which I find I, insane. I never played on a PSP like at all. Oh really? Yeah. But the the soundtrack for that game was so good. Like I found the soundtrack on YouTube and I've been re listening to it. I'm like, oh my god, every song was just Tony so sick. Hawk's always had good soundtracks. Right. Uh, I don't know if you played ATV off of Fury. I fucking love that soundtrack. No. Um Burn aggressive out. inline. Burnout 3 had great ones. Yeah, Need for Speed always Need has good Speed ones. Madden. Ones. There were a couple Madden ones that were awesome, too. Mm-hmm. Games somehow find a way to, like... Now you hear a song and you remember, like, the nostalgia of playing that game. You right. know what I mean? I think we talked about this, like, midway through this. Remember I was talking about NHL 21 and we were talking about Oliver Tree and shit? Yeah. Like, and you're like, like, oh, I know this song. Yeah. yeah. I think NHL 21 has some good, uh, some good soundtracks. Oliver Tree's the shit, dude. He's hilarious. You... Actually, I didn't know who sang that song. I was telling Chris about this. Um, the, the song, song let one me of the down. songs I love, Let Me Down. He goes, oh, dude, you don't know who All of a Tree is? And so, like, after one of the podcasts we did, I can't remember which episode, uh, we just kind of chilled here for, like, a few hours, and we were listening to All of a Tree songs. I'm like, now I'm hooked. Like, I've got, it like, almost and the album. E- each song on the album is, like, a different genre. Like, he'll have something that's, like, 90s, like, pump-up hip-hop, like Beastie Boys, but then he'll have, like... Some heavy shit and some like sad yeah. shit. It's cool. It's like cool. each each one's like got it. its own vibe. It's cool. And like he doesn't want to do it. He's just like this is all to become mm-hmm. a producer. Yeah, yeah. And he did hilarious. make awesome. Like they're absurd and they're not like I don't know. They're not great, but they're produced very well. Right. Music videos. I just realized, dude. You grabbed my uh, anniversary glass here. Did you see that? One pint. Oh. <laughs> Happy first anniversary, Chris Ronan. Love beer. Love life. I love it. The that? Harpoon IPA. Dude, fuck IPAs. <laughs> fuck IPAs. You know what? I hope... I hope. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Kyle, a.k.a. Kenny A. from Taunton. <laughs> Call him out. Call him out here. I think uh, this is our Tuka Raskater from back in the day. Uh, this is uh, one of our first fan emails from back in the day. Kenny A. from Taunton, Mass. Calling out Tuka Rask saying he wasn't good. Uh, that we found out is our friend Kyle just giving me shit. But uh, he's the one past. So on Wednesday nights, our friend Tommy has a bunch of us over. So we kind of hang out and shit. You know, talk about, you know, the week and everything. And uh, past last week and this week, he, he uh, Kyle's just like trying to make me this IPA guy, which I'm not. And you're fucking trying to make me this beer guy that I'm not. And I'm like, this is brutal. IPAs are worse than beers. I'd rather chug beers with you than drink one IPA. Yeah, that's fair. B- Billy, my brother, when he first turned 21, I was giving him, like, Miller Lights and, like, all this other shit. He's like, oh, is this an IPA? I'm like, dude, it's a light beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't like the taste of beer. That's Producer Billy, by the way. Producer Billy. Love how we gave him that name. I don't think he even asked for that name. We just gave him Producer yeah, that's Billy. that's what he is. All right, bud. All right, Ready? man. Let's call it out. One more Mr. Stacks. Is that is that the last one? Yep. What about you? Uh, oh, no, no. I have more in the freezer. Oh, I okay. one more for tonight. All right. So, um... Get ready to see me fucking almost puke, because between the mix of, uh, I got Guinness, 
tonight. So between the mix of that and a fucking nip of Hennessy, get ready for something brutal. Let me see that. This is a bad move. So actually, story behind why I picked this is because we're going to the fridge, and I uh, I was picking through like a bunch of stuff that I have, and it slipped through my hand, fell. One of my 5'11", six feet. It fell that, hit the cement pavement, and did not, like, smash at all. And I'm like, this deserves to be shot yeah, tonight. The glass is uh, so thick, you know? Mm-hmm. My Mr. Stacks wouldn't shatter either. It's plastic. It's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's good. <laughs> oh, God, I don't even want to smell it. You like, oh, fuck me. I hate cognac. Cheers, buddy. Dude, fuck cognac. All right. I did this to myself. Bye. I like that you just said goodbye to your nip. <laughs> oh, COVID. Where's your mask? <sighs> Coughing on the mic. My mic? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is fucking awful. You got that... another VSOP in there, too, don't you? Oh. I think you got like no, couple, no, couple that's not Cognac, though. That's Brandy. Brandy's better. Oh, okay. Dude, fuck Cognac, man. Why did I get this shit? Oh. I have no one to blame but myself. Is Zero. It, I think cognac is a type of brandy. Let me see. Is it? I think so. Because that's what VSOP is. It's for... Yeah, this is VS. Hmm. No, cognac's probably... Oh, you know what I bet it is? I bet cognac is a brandy that's ble- like bottled in cognac, France. I bet that's what it is. Who the fuck cares? Who knows? Who fucking cares, dude? Hennessy? Fucking disgust. Dude, fuck me. Drink your Guinness, bud. Make you feel better. Oh, <sighs> Fucking A, that is disgusting. This is the best one yet, dude. You're all fucked up. Dude, that is the worst. You need me to sign us off? What? Hey, what was uh, the worst? What What did I have? I picked a bunch of shit. We've that had bad. a lot of shit, dude. We've had, I don't remember. We looked it up and figured out what episode we started, but we've had probably 30 nips. Well, we started with you coming downstairs almost yeah, we, past we talked. We talked about it before. Oh, we did? We already did this, yeah. Uh, my bad. But we called it out one episode and, like, said what episode we started it, so. Oh, my Pretty fucking funny. God. Is that disgusting? Call us out, man. I can't. It's just, right, this boys. Is fucking bad. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, Let's. thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Don't say peace. Okay. Peace. P. Bye. Do it again? That's no, good. <laughs>